0: A Mistrobin Hazarta. Sandir Nazar. Give me the power I think of you. Stop.
1: Awake! You are all going to die tonight.
0: Shut it off. The...
1: Shut it off. I'm drawing a line in the bucket of sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read
0: it. Hello. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely.
1: I'm Rhysall.
0: So, how are you?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm okay. Yay. Um, we, had I'm well. we had Threat Level Pumpkin. We had Threat Level Pumpkin.
1: Right, we all drove to a different city with a car full of other Goths. (laughs) Possibly two carloads of other Goths.
0: So many carloads of Goths.
1: And Um, we went to the Ross, and we went to the Michaels, and we went to the Home Goods, and we all purchased tons of Halloween stuff that we will be using for the rest of the year because that's how we are. Yeah, that's how we roll. I got new plates. They have a beautiful skeleton on them. I know. I'm... I...
0: We we went to Tacoma and Tacoma's really far away.
1: <laughs> it is. It's like an hour. It seems it's, really it's an hour but it seems like ten. It's yeah. a long drive. And Washington and
0: traffic is terrible.
1: Because I had gone to these the, the uh, Seattle home goods and Ross the previous day, most of the stuff I saw was the same stuff. Huh. Although the Home Goods does have very different stuff, whatever store you go to. Oh, okay. Because that's. Home
0: Goods is a neat store.
1: Home Goods is a weird store. It's like well, things it that weird. fall off trucks just end up there. Yeah.
0: But that's where I got my giant golden bat winged pumpkin that oh, yeah. stays in my house all the time because that's what I do.
1: I got a very large crystal ball that has a house in it, and when you shake it. It it's like an old castle in it and when you shake it glitter bats fly around the castle it's a snow globe
0: That is wonderful.
1: And it plays Takada and Fugue in D minor by Bach. <laughs> Cuz it's also a music box. But not
0: not um the wicked witch is dead which apparently no, there all was of the a other music snow box globes that played,
1: played that They had a why bunch of like
0: that? I know, they had a bunch of um like wedding yeah, yeah they like were god wedding wedding, ones. wedding and i was like oh my god yes because i'm getting married in october
1: and then and they all sang the wicked witch is dead and which like seems like
0: ill-conceived
1: it seems a little misogynistic well that too <laughs> it's like those um it's like those wedding cake toppers where it's the groom is like being to, is being dragged to the wedding or is in handcuffs yeah but not in a sexy way like in a, <laughs> you can't escape this wedding way yeah, that's that's kind of tiring.
0: <laughs> Leaping from there, what have you seen recently? <laughs> um, the other
1: day, I watched a documentary that's been out for a few years, but I'd just never seen it before. It mm-hmm. was called The Imposter. Have you seen it?
0: No, I have not. Oh, but it I've, I've is crazy. About about it. Pants. Yes. So there's
1: this family in Texas back in the 80s, I think, and they're, they're I guess, 10 year old ten or twelve year old son vanishes. Yes. And they never and several years later they get a call from France saying, We think we've found your son.
0: Friends or France? France. Oh the country. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh if- no actually it was Spain. The call was from Spain.
0: And where are they from originally? Texas. Oh Texas. Okay. Sorry.
1: Um meanwhile, well first we hear that story Next, we hear the story of the guy that they found, and his story is, no one ever loved me in my life, and I've been living on the streets, and I didn't want to go to adult jail, so I started impersonating a teenager. So he went into teenage jail where there was good food, and they took care of him, but he wouldn't tell them his name. He's like, "I I couldn't tell them their name, because then they'd look me up in the file for missing children, they'd realize I wasn't a real person. And he went in, and he saw a flyer for this missing boy from Texas, and, and that's he the name that he name. took. Huh. Not expecting much to happen, except that the FBI called the guy in Texas, called the family in Texas, and We've said... We found your son. Yeah. In Spain. So then the son's sister flies over to Spain and gets him and brings him home. And he's...
0: How long has he been gone? Like, has the son been gone at this point?
1: Um, he was, like, I think 13 when he vanished, so he would be 16 when he returns. But the guy that's claiming to be him is obviously, like, 23 and has different colored eyes and very specific dentition that does not look anything like the kids. Huh. But the family take him in, and they're like, Oh, you're our missing boy. And they interview the guy, and he's like... I didn't know what to say, so I just tried not to say too much. But I told the but he told them he'd been kidnapped by an international sex ring who had tortured him and given him eye drops that made his eyes change color. So then the FBI wants to talk to him because they want to investigate this international sex trafficking ring that he just made up. And it kinda of spirals out of control. Wow. <laughs> And it gets weirder and weirder, but I do not want to tell you the crazy twist at the end. Alrighty, then. But, yeah. Worth seeing? Absolutely. Alrighty, then. It is then. riveting. So I watched that, and then earlier tonight I found out that season two of My Mad Fat Diary is on Hulu. Yay! And that is one of my favorite shows ever, but I've only ever seen season one.
0: I've, I've seen uh, sets go by on Tumblr and such. Oh,
1: such a good show. It That's makes me I've cry heard. in every episode. Oh, so, ha, <laughs> but it's you, very funny.
0: Yeah, have you seen anything else or any? no, 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 nope, that's it.
1: Well, let's see. <laughs> I had to go on two threat level pumpkins this weekend.
0: Oh, it's been busy. Well, I, the thing is, is like we we missed last week because I know I was ill, and so we have three um, weeks. There's three weeks of movies there, not just this weekend.
1: I know, but I didn't. I don't. I don't remember watching anything.
0: All right, well then I've got a whole list. <laughs> I realized the thing—the movie that we even talked about right before we recorded last week, mm-hmm. but then I didn't bring it up—was uh, Jim and I had gone to see uh, *The Meg* uh, oh, yeah. in the theater, and I thought it was a lot of fun. It's um, very silly and very Jason Stathamy, and. Uh, it's also not ours I think it's pg No, No, there's no,
1: there's no so, real gore in it Yeah, well, there's blood shame.
0: Lots of blood well, But I mean, it's CG but, blood Yeah But, you know, I just I thought it was fun and silly And a good time And I know that there are a lot of people That it had been originally uh, penned to And the idea of directing It was going to be That it was going to be a lot gorier than it was I didn't I mean, there were a lot of people who complained. And they were like, "Oh, I had this big setup, and then it didn't do it." And I'm I'm not sad about lack of lots of gore. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, what else? Saw quite a few things in the theater. Uh, we saw um, we saw The Little Stranger.
1: That's true. Uh, we we all saw, saw Leason, that together.
0: And it's it is a very slow moving. It's Gothic. a
1: super slow movie.
0: And um. It's exactly what I like, but mm-hmm. even at the end of it, um, I found it a, a, little, a little bit lacking where I, I ran out and immediately got the book because I wanted to fill in the gaps that I felt were there. Like, I wanted there just to be a little bit more oh. story and things that S- they would hinted to.
1: Speaking of gothics, yes. a friend of mine just posted today, because he's in the show, Ben Delacrim is doing his Halloween show again that is based on The Haunting.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's going to be in October at Act Theater. Tickets, are, I believe, are like forty-seven dollars with tax. You should go. I should go. I know Monty and I are planning on going. Okay, we just hadn't picked a date yet.
0: All right. It's just it's a that 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 time frame is getting tight
1: <laughs> with oh, wedding and yeah. such. <laughs> well, maybe we go like October tenth. <laughs> we go exactly. early in the month.
0: Exactly. Um. Okay, so we went and saw the little. The Little Stranger Really liked it, read the book Got a little bit more I really enjoyed it, I'm completely going to buy it when it comes out um, Oh, good the movie, Yeah, Domino
1: Gleason is great in that He's
0: fantastic And actually, I I was really pleased with everybody's performance
1: Oh, yeah, there's, no, there's nobody's not Nobody in that film is not carrying their weight
0: Yep Which um, I really liked The movie that... Uh, I saw that I had, you know, seen a couple of trailers and I was like, oh, my goodness, that looks like it's going to be really good. And then when we went and saw it in the theater, we're fucking blown away is we went and saw Searching uh, with John Cho. It it is it is uh, another like um, unfriended style where it all takes place in the computer screen, mm-hmm. um, and basically he is a dad. He's got a sixteen year old daughter who um, doesn't come home one night, and so he starts oh, reconstructing I have about her life. This movie. Starts reconstructing her life from um, getting logins to her social media, uh, trying to get into her email, finding out what's going on, and realizing that he really doesn't know his daughter as well as he would thought. Um, and it is just amazing. John Cho is doing some amazing horror performances because he was also in the second season of The Exorcist, which I don't think I talked about enough, um, because I watched it after it had aired, uh, the first season of The Exorcist is fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, The second season um, has some of the same characters, but it's kind of in that American Horror Story where it's kind of in the same universe, it has some of the same people. But it's a different story. It does a different story arc in each one uh, with some crossover of uh, some of the priests involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's fantastic. And um, Searching uh, has two points where you almost think they could be wrapping up the movie. And it has this complete red herring where you like you're like "What no and it just it but it's fantastic <laughs> it's wonderful I, I I uh really sold to a lot of people that they really needed to go see it in the theater uh, and it's just just wonderfully done and and utterly surprising um, so I thought that was pretty good and uh some stuff that I saw that I was like less impressed with is uh i kept hearing people talking about first reformed with ethan Hawke, and it's this director who's pretty well known for doing some fairly his name's paul schrader and he's oh, yeah, done paul Schrader's super famous yes and he did like the lobster and a bunch of other stuff um i think is am i m- m- misremembering the name of that movie
1: i think you're misremembering the name of paul schrader
0: Paul Schrader, he directed uh, he did Cat People, he did American Gigolo. God, why did I think The yeah. Lobster is something else? Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, The
1: Lobster I think is that guy that directed um, Dogtooth and um, The Alps.
0: Oh, yes. I'm Either
1: I hated The Lobster, so I didn't oh, pay my that God. much attention. Could not stand no, that movie. Oh, I
0: was thinking about I started um uh the 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 Deer. The
1: Oh, the killing of little deer. The, of ki-
0: the killing of
1: something um, sacred deer. The
0: sacred deer, which is the director who did the that. Last is show. the
1: director that also that did Dogs? I
0: I did not. I, I only, but I I will say I only got like twenty minutes in it. I went. There is going to be a time when I would like a movie like this, and now is not that time. And I've never gone back to it. Um, I think it is a very specific style of the movie that some people mm-hmm. really love and I think I could like it. It right. was just I, not the right I I did for not me. like The
1: Lobster because I don't like movies that are all narration.
0: Yeah. Like Pushing was,
1: Daisies, the TV show. I, I love Brian Fuller's work. I love Hannibal. I love a lot of stuff he's a lot done. Of narration, but yeah. Pushing Daisies had that over the top cutesy narrator mm-hmm. crap going on all the time and I I'm I'm sorry, Brian, but I wanted to punch your show in its face. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> on on that note,
0: um, people were just singing the praises of First Reformed and, again, the director of... Uh, um, right,
1: right. Lobster. No. No, no, no. Paul Schrader. Paul
0: Schrader, who did American Gigolo right, right. and Cat People and Out of Focus and uh, The Dominion, The Exorcist prequel. Yeah. A um, bunch of other things. I appreciated it. I did not like it. Um, it is very much the it is it is kind of the arc in the telling of of a priest's misery, um, and <laughs> I just. It's it's very you know there's there's movies I don't know I'm I'm just I'm protesting too much about why it just was not my thing and it just wasn't my thing and that's okay yeah, that's fine Cause the, and, and the thing is it was so hard because I'm going onto Letterbox and I'm putting in my and and like every other person like it it feels like nobody went into this not knowing what they were expecting except for me because it's like five star five star five star mm-hmm. and I was like barely the I'll give it three stars as a uh, I didn't. I didn't dislike yeah, it. it's but a
1: drama, isn't it?
0: it? It is, and it just, it was no fun. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's meant to be fun, but I didn't like it. It wasn't my bag. Um, oh, we went to see The Nun.
1: And how was that? Because I, I
0: just mind it.
1: Recently, finally watched The Conjuring 2. What like, last fe- week or so.
0: Yeah, what were your feelings on that?
1: I, well... There's that British Enfield poltergeist show we watched, which was, was fantastic. So good. and it was way better, and, and it was way better. And then last night I found somewhere on YouTube the original footage that the Psychic Psychical Research oh. Society had filmed of the Enfield yeah. haunting. With so it was like the documentary yeah. footage. Um,
0: I liked The Conjuring too. I thought it was a lot. Um, I thought it suffered a bit from, I like to call it sequelitis
1: I felt like they were trying too hard to jam that damn nun into that movie.
0: Oh, it was. It was completely filmed after the fact.
1: Oh, I know. That's what I mean. It's like, I didn't like it because of the nun. So it's very unlikely that I'm going to like a sequel that is just about the character I didn't like.
0: Yeah. There was a (laughs) lot that wasn't fantastic about the nun, but it feels like a lot of people have gotten off on just saying how much they hated it. Um, and it, i it just felt just, like the, the nun was like, it's, it's pretty, it's dark, it's spooky. Yeah. It's not the best thing ever, but I'm sorry. A lot of horror isn't the best thing ever. No, a lot, a lot of, of
1: horror uh, is bad or mediocre. mediocre. I will eventually watch the nun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I just and felt like the do, character design like, looked so much like Marilyn Manson. Yes. That I was just like, I know people that kind of look, that have done that makeup just to go out to clubs. Yeah. It's not really that scary for me and it doesn't feel like it's got any basis in history or Mm -hmm. fact or why would would a character look like that? I liked
0: the nun movie for the fact that it is taking place in this nunnery in uh, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's dark, and they have to go through this graveyard to get there. And it's old, creepy nuns
1: and young, creepy nuns. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I like the setting. Yeah, I'm fine with it's, that. But it,
0: it, it, is, it is, you know, a little flawed and a little empty. But it wasn't terrible. I mean, I no, think I'm sure were just it's hating it to just. Say I'm they sure it is an it.
1: acceptable movie to watch. I don't yeah. think it's like the worst ever because I've seen <laughs> the worst ever, and it wasn't this.
0: So, um, in pleasant surprises, um, I really loved the original Child's Play, and I and I mm-hmm. liked Child's Play too. You know, things that kept um, it in a more frightening sense. And,
1: and and Chucky is now he they did to Chucky what they did to Freddy Krueger. Now he's a comedy did. guy. He
0: is a comedy guy. And I I think I've watched Bride of Chucky, where it's all kind of focused oh, on it's all
1: it's all dumb comedy. It's all dumb one. comedy.
0: It completely is. Um, but I randomly ran across uh cult of chucky mm-hmm. and it has um uh i can't remember his name because i can completely see his face uh his daughter it has um it has brad dorf's daughter who voices chucky fiona dorf um is right. kind of the primary yeah. character in cult of chucky i
1: love brad dorf me too um and so he's scaring his own daughter me. He is. Yay. <laughs> so here's the thing.
0: I am not a huge fan of like silly comedy Chucky. Mm-hmm. And it, it is also in that narrative where it's got Jennifer Tilly. Is she Jennifer Tilly or is she the Jennifer Tilly of the, the, Chucky, right. the Chucky universe? Where it's kind of like she's both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love that kind of gray area that they're doing. Right. I really enjoyed it. There were a couple of, like, over-the-top gore things that were very much for those people who really like um, horror comedy and really like that kind of best kills kind of thing that I was like, ugh. But it didn't, like, completely take me out of the movie. Right. But it was fun. I mean, it was, like, it was just a lot of fun. and Oh good. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, and then also... Um, because we'd been talking about waxwork, uh, Jim had never seen it. And so I showed it to him, and he loved it. So oh, cool. Um, and then uh, additionally, uh, with Tecla, we watched um, Isle of Dogs. Uh, which I is have the not new seen Wes that Anderson. yet. And um, it really hit me that the the Wes Anderson movies are really kind of my bag. They are a humor I really like. And they are... I
1: like them, but um, I am not a huge Wes Anderson fan. Yeah. I find them enjoyable and innocuous and pleasant.
0: But you don't really seek it out because it's like, it's okay if it's there and it's okay if it's not kind of thing. Yeah, but
1: Isle of Dogs is the only one of his movies I haven't seen, so I will eventually oh, yeah. watch it.
0: I really enjoyed it. We really liked it a lot. It, it got a little teary at times. Yeah. It was very sweet. Um, and then because of that, um, went back and watched uh, The Royal Tenenbaums
1: have you seen Fantastic Mr Fox?
0: I have not.
1: Oh my god, it's so good. I'll have to watch you it. You have got to, watch, I'll it have with to watch it. It has
0: a badger in it and he's so cute. <laughs> I even have it on DVD because I've liked so many of his movies that I run across it you, inexpensive and it's expensive in use and I I just bought it.
1: You should watch it. It's really fun. It's great. It's got like a kind of a strong environmental message. Yeah. Sort of tucked into it and um Yeah, I absolutely love Fabulous Mr. Fox, which is why I can't believe I haven't watched Isle of Dogs yet. What is wrong with me?
0: (laughs) Well, I really enjoyed it, so I would happily watch it with you. I
1: like to watch Wes Anderson movies when I have the flu. Because that's (laughs) about
0: the speed you want?
1: Yeah, because that's what I want. I want something (laughs) cool to look at that's not overly complicated Mm -mm. that I can enjoy.
0: That Bill Murray will occasionally show up in. Sure. And there you go. (laughs) Um, so our theme for today, uh, we tried to, we decided to just have some fun and keep it simple and do bad, but beloved where they're just not the best ones, but, but they're just fun and they, they charm us, us individually. Yeah, I
1: just wanted to pick five movies. Now, when I chose my movies, I made sure that I was doing movies that people think are bad, but that aren't that bad. I did not go digging into the burdemic uh devil black devil doll from hell i didn't go into the so bad they're good i kind of are, you, went are with... you
0: fans of any of those
1: oh yes okay but there's so many of them and all the ones i like are so obscure yeah i don't want to really talk about those on the podcast because
0: or at least not this one <laughs> well, they're not. They're they're really hard to find. Oh, well, that makes it hard.
1: So unless you have a scarecrow video around, you're probably not going to ever get have... to see them. All
0: right. Well, but... I think you should lead the way because this was your idea.
1: Okay. So the first movie on my list is directed by Joe Dante. You know him from a bunch of stuff. We do. From you know, all him the from things. the Burbs. You know him from the Gremlins. I know him from the Howling. The Howling is a movie that I understand is not a good movie. For example, the creature design leaves much to be desired. The werewolves, they're not as scary. They're not so scary as you would like. They got giant ears like bats of some kind. (laughs) But what I really like about it is that it is a movie that is kind of parodying and making fun of new age the new age movement.
0: Well, who doesn't Because like that? this
1: lady ends up going <laughs> to like a ret- a spiritual retreat up in the woods. Okay. That's kind of woo-woo and she's a reporter so she kind of goes up there and it turns out that everyone that's going to the spiritual retreat are actually werewolves. Oh. And um it's got some really scary moments. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, she turns into a werewolf.
0: On air? Is, it, is mm-hmm. that the yeah, way yeah. she turns into? A, All of doesn't the she other... kind of turn into kind of a Pekingese werewolf? Yeah.
1: All the other werewolves <laughs> in the movie are like are giant, <laughs> slobbery rubber suits. Our <laughs> giant, slobbery rubber suits with like eight hairs put in them. I'm sure that whoever... I'm sure whoever had to hand punch the hairs in those suits think there's more than 8
0: Maybe be wrong. Yeah. Mm.
1: But anyway, they're just kind of gross rubber suit-looking dudes with ridiculously too big ears. Um, Whereas the werewolf in American American Werewolf in London looks like a bear; these are more rabbity, (laughs) and they're real ugly, real ugly. And then she turns into a werewolf on the news when she's trying to convince people that werewolves exist. And she looks like a cute little shih tzu show dog. And it is hilarious. Oh, but werewolves aren't campy that bad. It's not a comedy movie. They're not supposed to be campy. Well, except for the part where she shoots one in the head and he says, I want to give you a piece of my mind and reaches in and throws a piece of his brain at her for no reason. Oh, Joe. So (laughs) it's not, like I said, it's not a great movie. But it was a movie that I loved so much just since when you know, it came out. It came out in eighty um, one. He's
0: really famous for all of those movies that he came out with in the 80s. He mm-hmm. actually did do a movie not that long ago called The Hole.
1: Oh, yeah, I watched from that. From 2009. Yeah, it's, it's, a, really it's a children's good. horror movie. It's like a horror movie. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was filmed specifically to be in 3D and you can tell when you watch it in 2D because it's got everything except things. a yo-yo coming at your, your face. face.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a, I like to do that as a drinking game where you watch a 3D movie in 2D and then every time something in 3D comes on, you drink. You're like, Aww. 3D! Yay! But I don't drink alcohol, so... <laughs> it's not really that great a drinking game for me because I just get hydrated, which is probably good for me. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> um, what's your first movie? Let's see.
0: So I think I'm going to go with the oldest movie on my list. And, well, actually, wait a minute, 86 versus... No, and I'm going to go with one that I've talked about a billion times before, but I fucking love it and I don't care. I love Maximum Overdrive. I love that that ACDC <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> I love. It is
1: its own thing. Do you love the truck with the goblin on the
0: front? I I am fond of the truck. I am <laughs> I am fond of, uh, of of Stephen King's cameo in the front. Oh yeah, saying, that's right. Honey, this machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's it's terrible. It's young Emilio Estevez. It's it's just schlocky and not good. And it just keeps getting more and more dated. The older yeah. it gets the acting becomes even more pointed that it's just not good <laughs> and and the only thing that's carrying it through is is my my sweet sweet fondness for its its 1980s-ness and that goddamn it's, soundtrack
1: it is so much a product of its time isn't it it's just yeah
0: it is i mean and i know a lot of it is just my sheer nostalgia for it um but i will i will defend that to my dying day I know it's terrible, but I I just, I love it. So, are you going to go, are you going to, are you going to go to the very next in The Howling?
1: No, that's later.
0: That's later. Okay. Well, what's your next movie? Uh, My
1: next movie is, I believe, did did I put on my glasses? (laughs) It is from 1983, directed by a gentleman named Tommy Lee Wallace. And it is called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I, but it, I, don't, I love it. <laughs> Everyone loves it, but it's not a good movie. Um,
0: it's not. <laughs> it's good-ish.
1: Unfortunately, by putting this movie on the list, I now have the Silver Shamrock song stuck in my head. Ten more
0: days Day to, to Halloween, Halloween,
1: Halloween, Halloween. Ten more days <laughs> to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> now, it's stuck in your head. We have passed it on. Um... <laughs> Now the director that did that, Tommy Lee Wallace, went on and directed, direct also directed the TV version, the mini series version of it.
0: You know, I which is
1: actually not bad.
0: I was unaware that Carpenter had not directed
1: Halloween three. <laughs> oh, everyone was bad about that. Now I huh. think one of the reasons for Halloween three failure three's failure is well, no Michael one. Myers.
0: Yeah, that and people
1: are like Halloween one had fuck? Michael Myers. Halloween, Halloween 2, two had Michael Myers. Myers. And then suddenly they're just selling the Halloween franchise off to yeah. anybody who wants to make a movie.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, that I, I I remember reading that that was Carpenter's original intent is that you uh, would, you know, have the Halloween name and you just get this new Halloween Whole movie, movie every, every year. Every sure. year. Um, but you kind of have to let that be known if that's your plan. Um, otherwise, people are just pissed off.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean there's a but, lot that's really terrifying. In there's that movie. a lot
1: that is terrifying. There's the fact that that countdown for how many days till Halloween is is actually a countdown until every kid that buys a silver shamrock mask dies horribly. Horribly, and
0: and when that that mask, there's just something about that. When there was a a clown movie where this guy found a clown mask, except or it was like this clown costume, and then he put it on and he couldn't take it off. This is a completely different movie, obviously. But there's there's just there's a terror of you've placed something on mm-hmm. you
1: and not being able to get it off. And You
0: can't get it off. That's like it,
1: Spanx. <laughs> I put them on and it's terrifying it's a horrible experience and then you have to take them off with a knife because those yeah. things become one with your body or else they will just roll down and become this a clamp
0: that's going to hurt clamp you clamp
1: that's going to cut you in half
0: yeah there there is that when there is that that worry that when you're trying on an outfit sometimes yeah. that you're going to get you're going to be able to get it on, but and you can't get it off. It. And you're going to be trapped. That's and here you die. are in the
1: dressing And you're stuck in the dressing room yeah. at Value Village, and you're alone, and no one can help you. <laughs> no one.
0: <laughs> that's that's a Halloween 14.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's called Season of the Size 8 Dress. <laughs> so, yeah, I like Halloween 3 a lot. Again, yeah. it's very dated, um, it was reviled when it came out because yeah. people were so it. mad because it wasn't Michael Myers it wasn't a, even a slasher film yeah. um, and at the time at the t- I don't think I even saw it when it first came out, but when I did see it later, it just really grew on me. I love how stylized it is in such weird ways yeah the acting the um the the main guy in it. Tom Atkins oh I love Tom Tom Atkins, Atkins. He, Tom was Atkins like is... he was like the man's man and he was he should have been, like, he should have played like Magnum P.I. dad the, he was the yeah
0: I was gonna say he was like the Tom Selleck of horror in the 80s oh yeah,
1: yeah. very much so I love and him so, in Night of
0: the Creeps
1: I I have not seen Night of the Creeps it's I amazing. have tried to watch it and I've fallen asleep because I always start it late at night
0: well then <laughs> <laughs> and and the man that uh jamie lee curtis just like moments after meeting him falls into bed with in the fog
1: oh yeah yeah jamie lee curtis isn't in the fog that's Am uh I misremembering? that's uh, adrian barbeau
0: no she's uh no, because she's hitchhiking back to.
1: Uh, oh, you're right. He's. The, you're right. I forgot she was also in the fog because she is. I
0: mean, all, I, I mean, love all, me
1: some Adrian Barba.
0: I, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I was going to say, who doesn't? Only have you remember? read her
1: autobiography?
0: I have not, but I should. She is
1: so sweet. She cannot say a single mean thing about anybody. anybody except Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he treated her like crap when oh, they were dating and oh. was just awful to her, along with every other woman he ever dated. kind, of, kind of, yeah. Yeah,
0: but uh, speaking of rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, I, 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 occasionally like to mention uh, celebrities
1: who've passed on the show, and
0: I, I am that child of the eighties that I right. Love. I grew up.
1: I grew up with Smokey and the Bandit
0: and Cannonball Run and yeah, stroke I, the Ace and.
1: But yes, he was. He just, left. He was a jerk in real life, but he left an interesting and ridiculous body of work behind him. So yeah, good for him, I guess.
0: I have, I have the, uh, I think it was Vanity Fair, the uh, oh. moderately pornographic uh, full No, that nude. wasn't
1: Vanity Fair. That was um, um Cosmopolitan. It was it
0: Cosmopolitan? Because it was racy. But I do have, I have the poster.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, I believe it's your turn for a movie, my dear. So, you and I were talking
0: about this movie the other day, and you disagreed with me that you thought it was a bad, that I thought it was a bad movie, and you did not think so. Uh, 1996's Freeway. No, I is... just
1: don't agree it's a horror movie.
0: Oh! Well, then, like, pfft. When did I watch it's it? A, I a, it's
1: like a dr- it's a serial killer movie, but it's not, not a like horror a horror movie. movie.
0: Well, then, fuck it. It's off the list. All right. <laughs> um, we watched so many of these movies, and one of them was uh, Jim and I watched Darkness Falls, which is a tooth fairy movie did i talk to you about this where she's this poor old lady
1: oh yeah we talked about that at the spa
0: last night yes this poor old lady who a couple of kids disappear in the village of course they blame her they set her fucking house on fire she gets burned really badly can't can't be in the light anymore it's this mask and, and then uh then there starts to be this uh Rumor that when uh, kids lose their last baby tooth, that she comes in the night and she can't she can't get in the light at all because if she gets in the light, it burns her. But she comes but d- in the dark, and if they see her, she kills them. Which makes this movie
1: sound terrible. Okay, okay, so stop. So
0: it happened way back so then. So
1: does she start? Okay, so okay, so she was burned and horribly disfigured. Let's say in nineteen twenty earlier back in an old don't don't worry about it it's it's 1920 yes you're confusing me don't but the movie's not set in 1920 it's in modern day okay because now this woman is dead and it is her spirit that comes and kills children after they lose their last tooth yes you're right that does sound really dumb
0: but it's charming and i like it and that's I, I fine. like that there's this an old lady supposed to be about bad that there's, there's that we an like. old lady who's maligned Who's just you know Being nice to the neighborhood kids Couple of kids well, disappear Of course it's the old lady Let's burn her fucking house down Well see that really upsets me But then she starts killing them
1: Yeah that's upsetting too Because she's probably not killing them She's probably still a sweet old lady it's No she's completely just killing the- them later I feel that is unfair to sweet old ladies.
0: <laughs> I love movies though where where there's danger in the dark and there's things that you sure. can't see
1: happening in the dark. I just don't like the origin story. I get that. <laughs> I just I don't like it there's nothing that connects her with teeth. There isn't. I don't care. I mean, if she had been bitten to death by children, then maybe she would come with back
0: baby teeth,
1: and <laughs> she would take their teeth later in life. You know, and this is the
0: grievance that so many have with this movie: is that things don't make sense. And Rice, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care because I fucking love this movie. <laughs> and apparently, it's terrible. And I don't care because I that's love it okay. anyway. You're
1: allowed to love terrible movies. Otherwise, we would have picked a different subject Topic. for this podcast. <laughs> okay, so is it my turn? It's, fuck it. It's your turn. I'm going to go with a movie from 1999 that stars Brendan Fraser and is called The Mummy. People, So now you're seeing that as a horror movie? It has a mummy in it that's running around undead. <laughs> but it's not bad. I love that movie. I love it too, but so many people... Are, oh, think it's oh, terrible! Oh, people think people hate it.
0: But it's wonderful. It's
1: reviled.
0: As a librarian. I know librarians. You know all the people heroes. that like it are
1: fem- are ladies, and all the guys hate it because they were expecting a straight. They were expecting the Tom Cruise mummy, and they got the Brandon Fraser mummy, and it was much more pulp novel.
0: It was. And
1: I absolutely love it.
0: I love it. I am mean, actually, I, I've been waiting until Tecla got a little bit older. And we're probably in the year now where I show her Monster
1: Squad and The Mummy. I've never seen Monster Squad. I mean, You'll have to invite me over. I will have to invite you over. Maybe I'll show it for October. Well, that'll be fun.
0: But no, The Mummy's wonderful. And every single it's actor is just fantastic in it. Everyone is in
1: great it. in it. I love it. But it is considered by many people to be a terrible movie. Terrible movie. Wrong. I also love Hudson Hawk, considered by many people to be a terrible movie. <gasps> Hudson,
0: why? Because Hudson Hawk, it's is the most charming wonderful. movie ever. Wonderful! It is a wonderful, wonderful movie. and I don't understand why people don't.
1: Well, I think no.
0: Why? How wonderful
1: it is. I, well, what happened was when it came out, Bruce Willis was known as an action guy. I think it followed Die Hard. Mm. So people were wanting more action Bruce Willis. And then then the studio marketed Hudson Hawk as though it were action Bruce Willis. And then people went into the movie and... They were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So basically you got a crowd of people that wanted to see an action film stuck in a theater watching a comedy and they hated it. It's so true. And it was considered... Everybody hate it, it. Was, but there's like it almost feels it like... it now has an g- amazing cult following. It does.
0: It it is such a it, Danny Aiello.
1: Oh yeah. And
0: and the just, fact that
1: he knows that's his, that his superpower is not thieving, it's knowing the exact running time of every, every song. Single
0: song. Yeah. And and Richard
1: E. Grant.
0: Oh God, I love him. I had such a crush on him after singing oh, in Warlock. An L.A. story.
1: Oh, he hated to. If you read his production diaries, Hudson Hawk, he hated every minute of being in that movie. Oh,
0: which is a shame. Why is he just a butthead? <laughs> I I
1: couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't is he just say.
0: Terrible.
1: <laughs> he just. <laughs> he just did not get along with the director, and it was...
0: I have heard onset problems. Bruce Willis is a pain in the ass to work with.
1: That could be true. So, but
0: uh, anyway, we're, again, not horror.
1: Again, not a horror movie, but a <laughs> But bad The movie Mummy is wonderful, and you should completely watch it. <laughs> and The Mummy is a allegedly bad movie, which I think is really good, and I feel it's unfairly maligned. Yeah. Oh, we should have done an unfairly maligned podcast. movies that people say are bad but they're wrong about
0: this is kind of what this is
1: that's what this has turned into except
0: unfortunately like you you completely just hated my movie
1: the truth (laughs) fairy i didn't hate it i just pointed out some logical flaws in it (laughs) like it has nothing to do with teeth (laughs) or fairies you're right you're,
0: you're right. You're I'm right on both
1: counts. Okay. Maybe I'm just upset about the title of your movie because I haven't seen your movie, so I don't know.
0: But I think you just get angry at this I poor old don't lady. Think,
1: I'm not angry at the poor old lady. I am sympathetic for the poor old lady. <laughs> Can't she pass peacefully to the next world after all she has been through in her life? Or instead, does she have to be saddled with annoying preteens? <laughs>
0: Alright, so my next movie is Ghost Ship. I could go 13 Ghost, which is a better movie than Ghost Ship.
1: See, the other night when you were talking about Ghost Ship, I was confused because there was a movie that came out in the 80s called Ghost Ship. Oh, yes.
0: So Ghost Ship is really. The very best
1: part is the opening. It has an unforgettable opening. Yes. In fact, that is literally all I can remember about that movie.
0: Yeah, and you thought it was a different movie, too, on top of it. You, you because
1: thought, I didn't remember what movie it was from. Because the, the, rest rest the, the
0: rest of the movie is it's not good. fine. It's the rest of the movie is, is a passable horror movie. But the opening is, it's the 1960s. It's a cruise ship. It's up in the Bering Strait. I think it's... Yeah, that probably. doesn't make any sense, but that's where they find the ship in the end, is up in the Bering Strait. Well, it's, it's, it's in the
1: ocean. Let's it's just say ocean. it's in the ocean somewhere.
0: So in the 1960s, where it was still like that very cool thing to do was to take these cruises. At the end of the cruise, they would have um, a captain's dinner where they'd have music playing and a singer and kind of big Right, band and it was music. on deck. And it was on deck. Well, a cable snaps and it hits everybody who's up on the deck except this little girl who's dancing with the captain it snaps over her head
1: but um, everyone else it cuts straight in half. half
0: i mean there are people like they that are trying to grab the other halves of their bodies and and there's people it's, that it hits up high and it's just this this jarring scene of like people looking befe- be- bemused and and confused, and confused as their bodies just
1: suddenly are start falling apart yeah
0: and uh, it is just this gory, horrible, and I am not a like best kills kind of person, and it's just, it's just, it, it's,
1: it's a beautifully done, and it's a beautifully choreographed and special affected scene. Yep, and it is completely unforgettable. Yeah. But it's the unfortunately the only completely unforgettable is, thing about the movie. It is
0: the height of the entire movie. Yeah, what I do like is it is just kind of a passable action horror movie. Yeah. with like lots of ghosts and yeah,
1: there's nothing nothing bad about it. And
0: that, but it does have a twist at the end where um, you find out that there's kind of a an evil an evil part of the ship that got away with it all. Because there's that twist at the end. Oh yeah. So, but it's you know it's it's really worth it for that opening scene, and the rest of it is just it's a lot of fun. It's just it's it's overshadowed. The, like the finest part of your movie shouldn't be within the first six minutes of the movie starting.
1: And, right. And that is kind of what kills that movie.
0: Your turn.
1: Uh the next movie on my list is a sequel to the first movie on my list. <laughs> A really weird sequel that takes place on a different continent. My next movie is going to be The Howling Three, The Marsupials. Or as it is sometimes called, Marsupials, The Howling Three. It's, it's, uh, whereas the first movie was about... I love you, pause for a second. uh, How am I going to sell you on this? (laughs) So the first Howling movie was kind of a parody of New Age stuff. Yeah. In the second Howling movie, there's a sociologist in Australia who kind of discovers that there's this weird marsupial, weird marsupial species. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be based on, like, the Tasmanian tigers. They might be. Um, they might be. Ooh, maybe there were thylacines. Sorry. That means nothing to me. Okay, well... We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> now, did, thylacines did, were a creature called the Tasmanian tiger. They were like a big cat, but they had did, pouches and they had you real say weird skulls. Weir. Weir? weir yeah, thylacine. Uh, what are they called? Thylacine. Oh, weird. Yeah, also known as the Tasmanian tiger. They were a large cat-like species that lived in Australia, but were hunted to extinction in the 1930s. Oh, I remember
0: seeing a picture. Yeah, of they're weird and stripy. Yeah,
1: they're kind of stripy and their mouths open like way too big for any normal mouth and they have pouches. So anyway, this I think that's maybe what the movie's trying to make me think they are. They still they still spot one every once in a while, but no one can prove it. So <laughs> They're one of my favorite cryptids. I know so much about thylacines. It's really sad. Anyway, I didn't learn any of that from watching the howling three. <laughs> But, um, but they thi- charmed. Things that happen in The Howling 3. One, a lady who is a Russian ballet dancer turns into a werewolf while performing a ballet on stage. I think the Pope is in it. I think the Pope shows up at one point. Um, might be someone dressed as the Pope. Not really sure might be a dream sequence not really sure. Um, a lot of people turn into hairy beasts um, <laughs> I'm sorry yes. <laughs> a very attractive lady who is the main lady in the movie kind of freaks out and a little animal crawls out of her lady parts and up into her belly to live so that it can in suckle little- in her little pouch okay. Weird movie. And it is just the most charming 80s music video looking weirdness. And it just works for you. It it makes me so happy. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm going to have to watch it when I get home now. (laughs) Of course I own it. Of course you do. At one point I owned three copies of it because every time I'd find a used one I'd be like, I need this movie. So that's the Howling 3.
0: I almost bought um, a copy of, um, oh, God, what was it? Something Frogtown.
1: Hell Comes to Frogtown.
0: Except I, I I, do love Hell Comes to Frogtown, but there was apparently a sequel that was made.
1: That oh, yeah, yeah. It um,
0: fucking terrible. And I found a DVD copy of it, and it was fairly expensive because apparently there was only one pressing of it, and then it just disappeared. because it's terrible. Because it's terrible and i had to tell myself just because i love the original and i already own it like i don't have to like the, the second the sequel to how it comes to frog mm-hmm. town is not a little orphan child out there that's starving on the street that i have to take home just because nobody else will love it
1: Like, I got Um, to leave it. I got to leave it on the shelf. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll do well in the wild. We'll do well. Somebody will put it on the shelf at the frat house. They'll watch it for
0: years to come. Exactly. Somebody will love it. So, my very last movie that I'm going to... And I have a couple that, that, like, were on my list, and I decided not to bring them up because I've covered them other times. But the last movie that I'm going to bring up, the first time I watched it, I got really mad because... I really like the people who wrote and directed it. And when I watched it, I just had an expectation for it to be a better movie than it was. And I was really fucking hard on it. And then I listened to another interview where people were talking about what they loved about it. And I realized I was holding it to a standard that it just couldn't possibly hit. And that is Beyond the Gates, which is
1: a movie. Oh, is that the video game movies? That is the video game movies
0: with threat level trash
1: panda. Um I love that. You know that video store they filmed it in is a real video store it's still in LA. open. Yeah. yeah. It is like what is it the second largest? <laughs> no, it's it's a little tiny independent video store. It's not huge.
0: It's not huge. It's just
1: very very full of VHS movies. It's adorable. Yeah, I think it's called like Uncle Fred's Video or something down yeah. there.
0: But it was just like it just made me happy watching them walk walk through it. Um and it also, uh, gosh, what is the chick's name, uh, who is the threat level panda, um, also in uh, Barbara Crampton.
1: Barbara Crampton. Have you met her? I have not. Super nice. I've she heard she's to, a wonderful she's, I've woman. I've met her at the Lovecraft Festival a couple of times and yeah. on out with her so she's briefly. Been
0: in, I mean, she was like the it girl in the, in the 80s. Yeah, she um, was in a bunch of horror movies. She's very real, sweet. She's very sweet. Um, she was the matriarch in uh, Your are Next. Uh, played the mother of the entire family.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So it's good to know that she's getting a she's, resurgence she has actually in a, a real resurgence.
0: She's yeah. actually showing up at a lot of uh, conventions now. Yeah. So I was really really hard on it. I was like, this just isn't good enough. And then I realized I wasn't holding it to like it's not it's not cinema. It's not a film in that big style. It is just a very fun jaunt. Telling a very funny story that loves its special effects. The the practical no, it's effects. not great
1: special effects is what it loves, which I also love.
0: Yeah, the the scene where they are, um, accidentally with the voodoo doll gutting the guy trying to find mm-hmm. the key that is in his innards. Yeah, and 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 his are just going every which way, and the guy's <laughs> just a jackass. So you don't really mind him dying that much, but um, basically, um, Barbara Crampton is this video host in a in a board game where you have the right.
1: VHS it's a, tape. The VHS board game where you put in the VHS tape and it tells you what, what to, to do, do. And you have to make your way through the haunted house in the board game.
0: Yep. And but the thing that's fantastic about it is it's complete MySpace esque when, when they're filming her of like you can't really see her nose and it's very washed out. And she has, you know, very smoky Kind of goth eyes, but, well, but every
1: scene in the video game when she comes to warn them of a different danger, the more trouble they're in, the bigger her, her eyeliner, eyeliner gets, gets. Until like a, it is
0: just, it is, it is. um, You I, know, I
1: believe the phrase we use is "threat level trash, trash panda." panda. <laughs> she How looks much like, danger
0: are you in? It's threat level trash panda. It is. It is. You know the uh what are the, the those metal bands in like? Scandinavia, where oh yeah, yeah, corpse where, paint. Where it's, it's practically
1: just, corpse paint. Yes, it is. Yes,
0: it is beautiful, um, and it's it's just it's a charming, fun, silly. It really nostalgic is. It's, movie.
1: It's a dumb movie, and it's not a good it, movie. But it is done by people who watch. love
0: horror movies for people who love horror movies, and and that's really it is just
1: a love song. Yeah. So, so yeah, who wrote it and directed it? To you like who is? Um, who are those I know people?
0: Skipper is one of the actors that's in it. Um, Graham Skipper, um, and I know that it, it's Jackson Stewart who directed it. But it's basically just a big group of friends.
1: Okay. Um, it's yeah, this, I got this that. La
0: community that like they're like, hey, let's band together. It's you know Bria Grant and Graham Skipper. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and hey, who knows Barbara Crampton? I bet she'd be in the movie with us. And you know, it's just—it's you know—it's the—it's a fun vibe. It is, and uh, the the director was also the writer and right. Yeah, it's just—it's very. You know, it is that let's put
1: on a show. Oh yeah, um, there's a movie called The Attic Expeditions. Hmm, I've heard that, that but I've never watched it. I got I. I um, met the filmmakers at SIF and ended up hanging out with them, and I still kind of keep in touch with the director. Aww. And um, it was very much that kind of movie. Yeah. It stars Seth Green, and the rest of the cast all came in and painted sets, and they transformed this old, about-to-be-torn-down house into this gorgeous set that they use. Yeah. And it's very much just from talking with them, you could tell how much they had put into it. Yep. And not an amazingly great movie, but a good time and beautifully done. And yeah, done with love. Yeah, and that's what I love. in you know, that's what I love in a bad movie. Yeah, especially a lot of heart in it. Yeah, yeah. I like to know that. I feel like a lot of the films that Trauma puts out, for instance, are bad on purpose. It's not like they set out to make a great movie and it just failed. It's yeah. more like they didn't really give a crap and they were trying to throw something together fast. I always and forget- that doesn't appeal to me as much as someone who put their heart and soul into making something. See, th-
0: that's the thing that kind of pisses me off is is the people nowadays, they're like, I want to make a bad movie like Ed Wood. And I'm sorry, Ed Wood wasn't trying to be Ed Wood. Exactly. Ed Wood was trying to be um, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. <laughs> He he was. He, I know he you know, was. It was and, his idol, and he was aiming for the stars and failing, failing miserably. He wasn't like aiming for crap and then succeeding,
1: right? Terribly. Um, there are some films that I'm willing to forgive for that. Uh, Lost Skeleton of Cadavra is an amazing film. It's black and white, and it's kind of a parody of science fiction movies. Yeah. So it's not like they set out to make a bad movie. It's a parody of yeah. a genre. But yeah, I don't like... Yeah. Like, the reason I think that The Room is successful is not so much because it's a bad movie, but he because... he wasn't trying to
0: make Schlock. No, he? he
1: was trying to make... he He believed that he had made a good movie. Yeah. And... That's what's interesting about the room is that someone could be so terribly, terribly misguided. <laughs> it's kinda like the same thing with Showgirls. It's a yeah. terrible, terrible movie and they thought they were making something great. And see, I that I find that endearing. Yes. But I didn't really like the room and I, but I I understand where it's coming from and I like that element of it. Yes.
0: I'm just gonna let that go at that. Cause, okay, because I tried to watch um, Showgirls and I I just can't.
1: I have seen it on stage. I have seen. See, but I've I, seen... I like
0: stuff that's inspired by it, like watching the the RuPaul skit where where they had the little skit of them after the fact, where they are so encap like Fifi O'Hara. Oh yeah, is encapsulating everything that I heard about the character and everything mm-hmm. you know but like i tried to watch the movie and even though i recognized the two things yeah. together i was like this is horrible and i can't i can't spend time with them
1: i, I enjoy how horrible it is but <laughs> that's just a masochistic you tendency over. a different part. woman
0: than i am
1: <laughs> um so i have one more movie on my list and yes. it is a little more obscure it's from 1986 and it is called Crawl Space with klaus kinski So, I've heard of this movie. The basics are, there's this apartment building, and it has a bunch of apartments in it, and Klaus Kinski owns the building. He is a German man (laughs) whose father was was a famous Nazi doctor who did horrible experiments on people. But what Klaus likes to do is to crawl... Through the walls Which he has specific Because he built the apartment building He has spaces in the walls So he could peek into all of the apartments
0: You just like yourself a Peep and Tom movie I guess,
1: I don't really Because I feel
0: You liked that documentary About the the That documentary
1: room. was amazing <laughs> um, But what I like <laughs> about Crawl Space Is Klaus Kinski Because first of all he is a terrifying, terrifying, terrifying person yes, to me. Yes, he is. Um, I, I know a lady who was very good friends with him. I used to go to dinner with him, and he said, she said, Oh, my husband and I used to hang out with him every year at the film festival in Telluride. And he would take us to dinner, and we'd have good wine. But I find him terrifying. I have seen the documentary about him where he attacks an extra with a sword because the extra didn't move out of his way. I have read the production diaries where Koskinski was staying in a hotel with his wife and Werner Herzog would have to go down there at six in the morning to clean the blood off the walls from how much he'd beaten his wife so that the staff wouldn't know. He's just crazy and terrifying. Yeah. But he's great in this movie. As the evil (laughs) creeper guy. Um, Because up in the attic of the apartment building, he has built a shrine to his Nazi father. And of course he kidnaps people and experiments on them up there. And there's a scene where he's standing in front of his projector. The projector is projecting um, Triumph of the Will onto his face. As he is putting on, as he's putting on makeup, and he's putting on like, I guess he's, it's, he's taking lipstick and he's just rubbing it around and around his mouth while this thing is on and like the the uh, Deutschlandüberallis is playing, and it is so terrifying as a scene, just because it's Klaus Kinski. Yeah. No, any other actor doing that, it would be, it would kind be comic funny. And but you, with you know, Kinski, it's, just... it's like he going to kill somebody on yeah. the set.
0: <laughs> like, not only is somebody going to potentially die in the film, but somebody might have died off screen. Like, oh, in, yeah. in the production. There's a whole
1: there's a whole documentary on the disc for Crawl Space about how horrible Kinski was to the director because he hated being told what to do. Oof. He's like. I was very excited to get to work with Klaus Kinski. I had not made a lot of films before, and he was a real actor. I'm like, oh, oh, sweetie, oh, sweetheart, oh, oh no. And at one point, <laughs> Kinski tried to have a hit put out on the director. I've heard these are stories that I've heard. Yeah, of course, maybe that he tried to have a hit put out on Werner Herzog. It's hard to tell. You know, like Werner can handle it. You, you know game. what I
0: realized that I don't think we discussed um in movies that we've seen and just because this kind of mm-hmm. this kind of drifts over to another miserable filmmaking experience um <laughs> for uh horror movie Fridays we watched Suddenly Last Summer.
1: Now um that was just a terrible experience for everyone.
0: Everybody, yeah. Um but boy what a wonderful movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of our favorites. One of both of our favorites and I I showed it and I, I just realized that, you know, I usually try and talk about the movies that we show. Yeah. For and Horror it, Movie Fridays. Yeah, and, and it's not it's really a won- horror
1: movie. It's not. It's a Tennessee well, Williams a, movie. It's got a weird horror movie ending.
0: I think I, I lump it in with horror because it's that Southern Gothic. And yeah. when, even though I know all of these Gothic movies aren't traditionally a horror, there's that sense. Yeah. It, it is that mood that it puts me in, which. I don't care. I'm going to use that paintbrush right. on it. And, and
1: If you have not seen Suddenly Last Summer, it is Elizabeth Taylor, Montgomery Clift, Montgomery Clift and Katherine Hepburn, Hepburn all at the height of their powers, Yeah, acting as hard as they can. Yeah. So much acting. Yeah. It's based on a play, so it is mostly monologues. Um, Elizabeth Taylor is... Elizabeth Taylor fucking is luminously beautiful. Luminously in it. beautiful.
0: And and Katherine Hepburn is right. just
1: She's so scary.
0: She is. I She see, is as I scary love...
1: as the mother in the original Manchurian candidate. That
0: was what I was just gonna say is there's a couple <laughs> of movies that have the most terrifying fucking mothers I've ever mm-hmm. seen. And actually that was one of the, I was gonna suggest suggest uh, terrifying mothers in horror. But we have that more along Mother's Day. Um, but like <laughs> Because that's how I roll. But um, the Manchurian candidate, uh, Angela Lansbury, is fucking terrifying. All right. Well, there's our podcast. And I look forward to talking to everybody in two weeks. All right.
1: Thank you for listening. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com. On Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don't read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and fiends about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>